Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Respectfully Disagree. Many people have been feeling like it's starting to get a little unrealistic to maintain the same expectations of productivity during an ever-fluctuating pandemic, a war, and just so much stuff happening at the same time. And that got us thinking about this idea of productivity itself. Is it really something that helps us or is it just healthier to take a break sometimes and not think about productivity? So to start off with, let's just ask everybody, is productivity unhealthy according to you? Yes or no? This is Shishti, your host, by the way. Hi, this is Rohita. Um, I think I think it is. I think we live in an unhealthy society. So productivity helps us be healthy in that sense. But in general, it was applicable for factories and not for human beings. So I think, yeah, I don't think it's healthy. Hey, it's Carla, and I think it's extremely healthy, and especially so perhaps um, in times where you feel unsettled and disturbed by things outside of your control, um, and you have to find a way to power through them. I actually think it can be a bit of a um, a bomb. Yeah, I will stand in the middle as I often do, so <laughs> I am generally confused about this, but. Let's just talk about what productivity means to begin with and what is it about productivity that makes like so many of us employees, students, everybody kind of focus so much of their energy on it. So productivity is actually an economic word, economic term and concept. Uh, it essentially means um, it it's the output produced per unit of input. And initially this was applicable to literally systems and factories and it was used to measure the efficiency of of big factories that produced all of the infrastructure that we have today but sometime in 1959 when we started moving when i say we i mean like it started first with america with the post fordist model of production started moving to quote unquote knowledge work um then this idea of productivity shifted to human beings to individuals uh, the onus of this uh, output per unit of input shifted into individual human beings and productivity then became personal. So I guess that's that kind of stayed and that kind of ethos stayed since then. And um, But when you really look at it, it's, it's economics. And that's probably why we all have such a hard... I wouldn't say all, obviously, but <laughs> a lot of people have such a hard time uh grappling with it yeah that that makes sense uh Ruhita, i think you're back with it was capitalism all along but I'm, I'm just i'm just trying to wonder like what is it about productivity that we perceive as being healthy like that's what you'd mentioned right color that it gives you a sense of purpose and especially when there's a lot of strife it can help to center things so what is it about productivity that can be healthy or potentially like a source of comfort even or, or a source of just like some kind of guidance so I actually would go back to the original sort of economic uh, notion that that you know, as Rohita explained, might have come from a much more um, sort of like quantifiable notion of like input and output, right? In a situation, a much more mathematic calculation. But I think that you know, sort of symbolically, I think of productivity the same way now, which is like, what what have you gotten out of? your time 
or energy that you've put into something. And what have you gotten out of it doesn't have to be a specific deliverable. It's not necessarily, I wrote X number of words. I solved X number of mathematical formulas. I made X number of products. Like that's not the way I think of it. I think of it more in terms of, do you walk away from whatever amount of time or effort you put into something feeling that that was time well spent, right? That you feel happy with the end result. And that to me is true productivity and it is completely malleable as a concept. It can vary based on, you know, what that time is, what you value. It doesn't have to be work in a professional sense. It could be some other type of work. Um, I think that rest time can be productive. If you identify, for example, that like, this is really what I need right now. And in order for me to get over this, you know, writer's block that I have, or in order for me to really tackle this emotional issue that I have, I really need to just spend, you know, whatever, a few hours doing something different. Even that can be in service of sort of being productive in a way, right? It's a more expansive definition of the word, but I think productivity is a, is a very like comforting concept actually. I get what you're saying, Carla, and I, I, I also do feel that it can be comforting at uh, times. But the, the, the issue I have with it is that the very idea of it, productivity, I mean, it, it literally means how much can you... Like, it, it, it has a very strong relationship with production, how much you produce, your output. It, it does, at the end of the day, end up being related to some kind of tangible, quantifiable thing. It does uh, have to be something that you can visibly see and point to and say that this is what I have done. And it, it's and that's why it's so inherently tied to your, to usefulness, right? Like the idea of being useful and being able to do something and not just be, but do. And even when you, the example that you said that you need rest to overcome writer's block I mean rest is again in service of being productive at a future time so it's like your entire life is optimized around doing something and that's why we saw during the early stages of the pandemic people were like in a frenzy of like developing new hobbies and skills and there were all of these like think pieces and thought leaders on Twitter and LinkedIn who who were like um, if you don't come out of this pandemic having learned a new skill then you've wasted time or something like that and then it's like why do you need to do this during this time and it's like people just really needed to do something to feel like they had purpose during a time like this and I think that's what's the troubling aspect of it but why is it troubling so this is what I was saying about it possibly even in times of crisis being a bit of a soothing balm right so why is it bad that actually making something or producing something might distract people off of something, you know, off of a feeling of uncertainty or crisis. Like if your brain, instead of focusing on the what ifs of being in the, you know, in the, in the throes of a pandemic, instead you have a recipe to follow. You have a, you know, you have to watch your dough rise. You have to bake your bread. You have something to occupy yourself, something that you can feel good about instead of focusing on something that's making you incredibly uneasy. I don't see why that's a negative thing. So, I mean, because it's it takes away, I think, first of all, we were just not meant to process this much of uh, information and uh, knowledge about everything that's going on in the world. And um, we weren't meant to like deal with all of this and continue to be normal. The problem with that is that it's, it isn't different from what we were doing earlier when there was relative peace. 
it it's it's kind of like continuing the same logic of having to do something or else um and i guess that's the problem with it the it's not just about distracting yourself with some task at hand or doing something it's just that we have always been doing something we have been doing something before something something huge happened and when something catastrophic happened again we're we're feeling the need to do something again to deal with it to cope with it instead of just pausing and just taking stock of this and being like what is going on but rohita i take major issue with the idea that we're that <laughs> that we are now facing some sort of tragedy or like unlike any that's ever existed in fact all of the all of the research on any any part of like human civilization says that there's actually less death from disease and from war and from famine now than there ever has been in human history so actually we're in a much better situation if you think about your ability to just like survive every day right as a human being you're in a much better position than humans have been historically so but i agree with you part of the issue is that psychologically we're being bombarded with a level of information about negative things happening all over the globe that nobody has ever been in before and processing that is difficult but i would possibly argue that like productivity might help like i said to distract right to to sort of focus on just like okay almost like the mechanical process of like focusing on a day at a time and just getting through and saying okay what can i do with my time that makes me that gives me some modicum of fulfillment or some feeling of accomplishment just in the in the in the microcosm of a day or an hour i think that in the in the in the in a world where you're feeling bombarded by all of this stuff all the time that maybe that's actually a positive and a healthy thing i actually disagree with what you said we are we are in a um situation now where we have better healthcare better everything like you said that's all true the our mortality rates have um decreased but the fact of the matter is that inequality has increased it's unprecedented it's never been as bad as it is so maybe our capacity for living better and healthier and longer lives has has improved by by many many has improved many times sorry my words just went away um but uh <laughs> but in terms of how many people can access it that is changing in terms of how many people uh in in terms of how many barriers to accessing it there are that has also um worsened over time and i think the inequality is just steadily increasing year by year not even decade by decade and it's just getting worse and um but the logic by which we're expected to function remains the same across the board that's the issue i think okay so i'm going to step in here and clearly we're having a lot of disagreement after a while so um yeah i don't know why that's making me feel happy i guess in a dark way but on that note um i think we we should also maybe tease out some of the particular circumstances because i'm sure that these ideas don't broadly apply to everything but if we look at individual situations maybe our stances will change a little bit right so let's just play a quick game and look at specific instances of how we deal with productivity and is there a difference there between when it's healthy and when it's toxic okay so first off let's say you're a night person um and you kind of can't get work done in the day and you wait for the day's events to get over before you work at night 
at the expense of some sleep because you're just like hey that's when i'm most productive is that healthy or is that unhealthy that's really unhealthy <laughs> um yeah but unfortunately that's that's what many people do i guess to because because like i said the expectation remains the same and the onus has shifted onto individuals so you just have to do whatever you have to do to get certain things done whether and even at whatever cost sometimes yeah i agree super unhealthy but i think that that person should maybe examine that maybe the reason they're not able to focus during the day is that they're not getting enough sleep because <laughs> that sounds like a major issue But like I'm just wondering what's the problem with having a reverse cycle like if you are a night person who works better at night then why not just like have a reverse cycle of when you get stuff and when you don't when you get stuff done and when you don't because there's all that research on basically when you try to flip your circadian rhythms it's really bad for your heart health it's really bad for mental health it's really bad like it has all of these cascading negative like real tangible uh health impacts if you try to like basically upend human biology so there i mean there are severe health impacts yeah that's i agree um and there is research to prove that but then i guess it's a question of work culture because i know that a lot of people um who are neurodivergent may have a sensory overload during the day if they have to work with other people and find it difficult to kind of fit into that work structure and then they stay up at night to get to compensate for the lack of productivity during the day because it was just so overwhelming so again the problem is that the onus of productivity is on an individual so yeah okay so now a very interesting one which i think some of us calendar obsessed humans might relate to uh okay so suppose in a bit to maximize your productivity you begin to schedule everything your social life your food relaxation time exercise time, sleep in your calendar is that healthy or is that unhealthy carla you want to go first extremely healthy <laughs> says the person who calendars absolutely everything okay listen i don't know i mean i'll say that um I I also think there's something to be said for like very different personality types and I think we have to acknowledge the fact that we're all so different. Some people may thrive on a very scheduled calendared life and other people may feel totally stifled by that. And that difference is also okay. But for people for whom that works and that helps them feel that they can make time for all the things they care about in the course of a day, I also don't think we should like shame that and treat those people as if they're somehow like some sort of like robots or automatons with no human emotion like maybe that's helping them feel fulfilled and i am one of those people what my where i stand on this particular issue is that um work working styles differ for different people so when you know scheduling and calen- like putting everything on the calendar um may of course help a lot of people whose working styles are like that who and you know who just generally are more organized and like to live a life like that but then when it comes to but its relationship with productivity is is where i take issue because a lot of people who are not used to or who who don't work well with that 
that level of scheduling and optimizing and planning um don't do well under that under a system that forces you to do this um and it, i mean it wouldn't be far off the mark to say that almost everyone is compelled to schedule a lot of their personal lives as well because of the way the work culture that we have right now and that's something we're all subjected to unequivocally so it doesn't accommodate difference in that way yeah i think uh, i mean i i agree with that as someone who also does a lot of extends i mean i'm somewhere in the middle of how much i calendar stuff but um I agree that sometimes you do get that like cliche vibe of like stopping and smelling the roses like where's the time for that on your calendar you know like have you forgotten how to like get joy from different things in life or just centering life in a different way you know because you compartmentalize every hour and every minute based on literally you know productivity more or less in in your work life and how to work there so that's definitely a part of it yeah so i mean that does make you wonder that even even when you do have the privilege to think things through or whatever to we still choose to schedule our lives in this kind of drawing from a very like post industrial revolution factory schedule you know but that's my point we don't choose to do that it's the choice is imposed a lot of the time and when it works for people that's wonderful it's great there's nothing wrong with it absolutely like at all it's just that it doesn't accommodate differences But Rohit, do you think we know how to exist outside of this kind of a model of pro- like productivity? Because I find myself thinking that in times where you do have free time or free space or whatever, what do you do with it is often a question. And there is that trope within very obviously, um, you know, privileged white collar service class families that you retire at sixty and then what? I mean, it's fun for the first few years or whatever, but then you find a lot of people. you know going to work after they retire because they just can't deal with not having anything to do quote unquote you know so i do wonder that what do we even do with a model that doesn't rely on this like i don't know if we have like an alternative that we know makes people happier yeah and trishti sorry before you answer rohit i'll say i i mean this isn't only in retirees like i've seen this with friends who are let's say between jobs or they like burn out with one job or are unhappy and they take a you know they take a break and people in their 20s and 30s who who see this time of possible like rest with nothing to do as this like you know this like golden thing that's hanging in front of them right and then it happens and the first 2 weeks they're in heaven right the first 2 weeks are like oh i slept late i did exactly what i wanted i went to lunch in the middle of the day you know i did these like like highly indulgent things that we never allow ourselves space for during the work week and then after 2 weeks they're bored and depressed so i mean it begs the question rohita like how much are we as human beings like hardwired to actually seek fulfillment in productivity no matter what the definition of that productivity is i don't think it's hardwiring at all i think it's nat- it's a natural consequence of having internalized this model of productivity because we have grown up we we were born into this it's not like we were born and then the, all of this happened later i mean we we were literally born into this system so i mean we probably don't know anything else and even if we do take up take time 
to rest and then we, we find um, time where we don't have to be productive per se we're still compelled by the same rules we st- everything around us is still functioning in that way and it just ends up becoming this internalization of this paradigm of usefulness you feel like you're not useful and therefore not contributing not being valuable as a person if you're not doing something and that's just really tragic i feel because you you you, you are inherently any every person is inherently valuable and they don't have to do anything to earn that or prove that to themselves or anyone else for that matter so i agree that we don't know how to live outside of this paradigm because we just haven't seen it in our lifetime in our lifetimes but yeah and that's why i said in the beginning that productivity is a way to be unhealthy it is a way to be healthy in an unhealthy society so yeah let's talk about another specific situation that people find themselves in a lot of times and particularly pertaining to this idea of like is it just what being healthy looks like in an unhealthy society right suppose you're in a mental health slump and you don't have the energy for work you're feeling exhausted emotionally mentally but you push through and you get it done anyway so is that healthy or unhealthy and how do we look at it you know vis-a-vis this idea of being health like productivity being a means of being healthy in an unhealthy society is it similar here like it's a means of being healthy when you're in an unhealthy space so this is a bit complicated and i'll speak from personal experience here it's kind of like this chicken and egg situation where uh your prescribed routine and productivity for to deal with a men- like mental illness sometimes but uh it often so happens that it is that very routine and productivity and all of that that led to the mental health slump in the first place so i mean uh you know if you're dealing with depression uh you fall into these really paralyzing slumps where you just cannot do anything get out of bed etc i mean everyone knows this it's it's a thing but what makes the whole experience worse at least for me personally is the fact that it's i'm not doing something right now and i feel this this pressure it's just like really almost it, it gets unbearable the pressure to um you know get up and do something and just be useful a little bit but then you're unable to do that uh but what what puts that pressure in the first place it's this culture of productivity right the culture of uh, the work culture that we live in and and it's not just work culture it's just like e- even as a student like um even in like college and school and stuff like it, it was the same thing if you if you don't manage to get yourself out of bed and do something it makes it it just becomes a spiral um but yeah i don't know so at this while at, on the one hand it makes it worse on the other hand when you finally do get up and do something uh it kind of regains a sense of you f- you feel like you're regaining a sense of control and that's that's why mental health professionals also do try to urge people to do like little little things break down even the smallest tasks into smaller ones and then just try to d- get something done so it's it's complicated i think so you know rohita when i've had those well and again speaking entirely from personal experience when i've had those slumps in my life it actually coincides completely with times in my life when i've had no 
strong sense of purpose. Like with, when I've had nothing that I like need to do in a particular day and I, I'm sort of like rudderless, right? And I don't have any sort of productive goal to work towards. That has actually been like the precursor to falling into one of these slumps. So it's interesting. I think that, again, I'm back to the like, maybe there's pers different personality types and just genuinely some people who like thrive on those feelings of productivity. And I don't, and I think like once, once you are that kind of person, it's actually incredibly valuable for your mental health to like keep keep moving with some consistency, which doesn't mean you have to be always working at a pace that is like backbreaking. It just means that you have momentum all the time. I will say that, yeah, I, I get what you mean because, and for me, the, the thing that helps get me out of it to some extent is anything that's related to care and nurturance. So, I mean, if you feel like you have an obligation towards someone or some, like a, like a living sentient person or thing, uh, then it really pushes and motivates you and helps you out of something. But then when it comes to having to do tasks, that's, that's the thing that's like, I don't know. So for me, like my therapist uh, prescribed, not prescribed, but recommended getting a cat, <laughs> like keeping a cat. So I'll have something to like take care of and all of that. So, I mean, that's, I, I guess it's very telling that things associated with care and love and nurturance are the ones that see you through something rather than things associated with something to do per se, rather than something to care for. Yeah, actually, that's, that's, that's really interesting to know. And like, yeah, it's such a nice way of looking at things. I guess there is a different way of centering ourselves and like, being happier. The problem is that we've imposed this language of productivity on everything that we do. So I mean, we've imposed this language on on care. I don't know, like the, you know, caring for yourself, caring for loved ones, um, for even leisure, for for activities that give you joy, something to do, like I don't know, baking bread in the pandemic or whatever. It was framed in the language of productivity, which is what made people feel like tired of that also. It was like, why do I have to keep doing something for the sake of doing it and not for the joy of doing it? But if we set aside social media discourse and like the pressure that's on social media to like, I don't know, do the perfect yoga pose or like whatever, you know, bake the perfect bread or whatever. And we set that aside and ignore that for a second. And we just talk about how we pursue fulfillment. I, I would argue that most people pursue and experience fulfillment through some amount of productivity. Not, not by comparing themselves to the person they just saw on social media, but I'm saying within, within their own selves, right? And having some sort of an internal sort of goal of sorts and working towards that and having some sense of accomplishment and achievement my understanding is that like there's a whole bunch of sort of research that points in that direction that says that like we we sort of need that as human beings to feel like good about ourselves and our place in our community just like that that we are moving forward in some way um and i i guess it's kind of chicken and egg like did the social conditioning f come first or did the inherent need to like accomplish a little bit come first but I think they're inextricable at this point. 
I feel like this has been an episode where going where we're going back and forth on two very different ideas of like productivity and what place it can have in your life. Uh, which is why I think it's helpful to kind of go back to the original idea and just like talk that through and see where you stand there. Uh, we haven't come to a middle ground at all this time. Sorry to our listeners, but hopefully you see yourselves in either of the two opposing sides or in the middle with me, uh, just figuring out what makes sense. Um, so finally, final thoughts on is productivity unhealthy? Have either of you changed where you start from a little bit and gone a little bit to the other side or at least seen the other side a bit more? Not at all. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I just think we need to move productivity back back to systems, away from individuals. I feel like it has to do, it should not have nothing to do with individual human beings and then we'll find out but i don't know if that's going to happen in a lifetime so on uh, that note um i think this is the first episode where we're so strongly divided but maybe that means this one needs a part two or at least something to resolve though i have to say that i've gone more shrunk more into the middle being pushed from both sides because i see both the points fairly well <laughs> so i'm even more confused um but yeah, if you are as confused as me, maybe you can go be productive and then think about why you have to be productive in this way and why your fulfillment is linked to your productivity and if there is another model of existing at all. On that note, see you all next time. Bye. I wish you a very productive week. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by TS Studios the production company that brings the Swaddle's creative point of view to original podcasts and films. <laughs>